Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Now, from the Star Reynolds Sports Desk, your 93.3 KJRFM Sports Headlines. All righty, boys and girls, here we go. Headlines on a busy Monday night right here on Softy and Dick, brought to you by our friends at Buddies, Goodies and Glass. It's always 420 at Buddies, baby. You know, Easter weekend, your wife would feel a baby hair. Seahawks, Broncos tonight, the NFL opener for both teams. Broncos right tackle Billy Turner apparently will not start in the game tonight. Cam Fleming will start in his spot for the Seahawks. Inactives are out, including Kenny Walker. The third, no canine for the Seahawks tonight. Dick, defensive end Alton Robinson on the IR. Carson Tinker, you know him. Yes. He's back up to take Tyler Ott's uh, job as the long snapper tonight. Man, we saw how important that was in that oh my uh, Bengals game yesterday. <laughs> uh, also, they promoted linebacker Tanner Muse from the practice squad before tonight's game with the Broncos. Speaking of that Steelers-Bengals game, Steelers with a big win, but they lose a key piece. Pass rusher T.J. Watt out with a torn peck, but running back Najee Harris's scan on his foot came back negative. He should be good to go on Sunday. And by the way, rest of the inactives for the Hawks uh, joining Kenny Walker. Artie Burns, the corner, will not play. Isaiah Dunn will not play. Damian Lewis, your guard, will not play. And Tyler Ott, again, long snappers out, as is Miles Adams, defensive tackle. The Mariners! Taking two out of three against the Braves, baby. Logan Gilbert, Luis Castillo will pitch tomorrow. And Wednesday, when the Padres come to down, the M's are six games up on Baltimore right now for a playoff spot with 22 left to go. Texas quarterback Quinn Ewer is expected to miss at least four games due to a sprained clavicle. Nebraska's fired head coach Scott Frost, who went 16 and 31 in four plus seasons. And news from UW Jackson Kirkland, Jordan Perriman, cornerback, all expected to play on Saturday against Michigan State. Spartans up to number 11, 4:30 kickoff, 1:30 pregame show on Saturday here on KJR. USC up to seven, Utah 14, Oregon. At number 25, Stanford, by the way, next Saturday will be a 7.30 p.m. kickoff at Husky Stadium. All right, joining us right now on the radio program, always fun to have this guy on, especially after he pissed off all of Seahawk Twitter all morning long with his stupid-ass take on Russell Wilson, (laughs) our longtime buddy from KOA, the Bronco flagship in Denver. He's here. He's representing Denver. He's wearing the blue and the orange and the white tie. Good Lord. Our friend Brandon Cristal. How are you, pal? What's going on? I'm, I'm doing good, guys. I like that you're giving me a hard time for what I'm wearing as you're both wearing yeah. Seahawks shirts. But we're homers, though. Oh, well, that's true. And <laughs> now, it, 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 admittedly, I, as I, as I even said, because somebody's like, oh, still bitter about 43 to 8, and I pointed out, I appreciate, by you retweeting that, it certainly got me in the mix with with the 12s, who may not realize I am doing a podcast with Shelby Harris, and in, in theory, Seahawk-friendly. Today, we'll see how it goes, but they said, oh, you're bitter about 43-8. to eight. And I said, no, I'm not. I cover the Broncos. My kids are Broncos fans. I, unfortunately, grew up in Dallas. Their season's over. And so now I'll just keep covering the Broncos. We'll see how entertaining they are. Maybe maybe they win some games. They're in a very difficult division. But, yeah, by, by softy, you, the power of, of your Twitter uh, looping me in with the 12s made for a fun day on Twitter for me where I was otherwise just trying to enjoy the 
fish market, hang out. <laughs> just throwing out a random stuff. tweet thinking nobody will see this, and then some dipstick from Seattle throws gas on the fire. Well, tell us how Russell Wilson has been received in Denver so far. So you and I have talked about this a little bit, I think even early on in his tenure in, in Denver. Because it's been six years of an abyss at quarterback, coming off four years of Peyton Manning and that greatness, yes, the roster's turnover plenty, but Broncos country has certainly been looking for any kind of stability. But even Broncos players, Cortland Sutton now in year four, yep. and, and Tim Patrick and guys like that, just want Justin Simmons on the other side, and all pro safety's never even been to the playoffs in his six years. He shows up, all his teammates get rings, and he's never even seen the playoffs. So he comes in, though, as a, a CEO. And, yes, he's got a million things going on, right? From sunup to sundown, he is, he's busy with a million things plus football. But because he comes in as a 33-year-old versus coming in as a 22-year-old when he got here, 23-year-old, and growing with the team and maybe growing apart from the team separately, just like when Peyton Manning got there in his mid-30s, the Broncos were kind of ready to accommodate any, any veteran quarterback, whether that be Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, because they've done it before. George Payton has a different personality than John Schneider. Certainly Nathaniel Hackett's personality is different than Pete Carroll's. There wasn't an owner in place at the time. The new owners come in, and all they know is, hey, we've got a CEO, the, the type of quarterback every organization would like to have on paper, right? Yeah. So yeah. He, he's yeah. been really well-received. Now, if he doesn't win games, all of the stuff going to the U.S. Open and, and the Met Gal and all that, that'll get just as old here in Denver as it is there in Denver as it did here in Seattle. What type of Russell Wilson on the field do Bronco fans think they're getting? Do they think they're getting the same one that played for Seattle the last 10 years? 100%. They think they're getting a guy that wow. will operate great in play action and in all the boot stuff that this offense calls for. I don't they realize that this offense that the Broncos are running, Shane Waldron has had a similar offense the last couple years. I get it has Pete Carroll's fingerprints on it a little bit, so that's going to focus on, on the run game maybe even more. But Nathaniel Hackett, I remember talking to him before Russ had gotten here. This is coming back from the combine. We happen to be on the same flight, and we're talking about rushing attacks. He's like, and, and I don't know how, uh, we're talking about Floyd Little yep. and Syracuse. And he goes, oh, yeah, we broke all their records. We ran, we ran the you-know-what out of the ball and broke every Syracuse record. This is a guy who is still Paul Hackett's son, still understands the value of running the ball to set up what you do in the pass. So we'll see how it all works out. But they think, Broncos fans think that Russ still has plenty in the tank. And based on what we've seen from guys like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, maybe he does. But because he relies so much on his legs, will he be able to do that and thrive in this offense where he just has some nice weapons? Right. We'll see. But I... I I, I thought about putting a, a little bit of money on him to win MVP. I didn't, and I'm not losing sleep about it. Yeah. But I won't be blown away if he does have yeah. a nice yeah. year. Well, I'll tell you what. He's not going to be the playmaker he was 10 years ago. He's 34 years old. It's not going to happen. You give him protection, though, in a running game, he's as accurate as any quarterback I've ever seen throwing the ball down the field. Now, my question with Russell Wilson is, what does he have to do to honestly make this a success for Denver. It's not just the trade, it's also now the contract. So let's fast forward five, six, seven years into the future. What does that resume from a team perspective have to look like to justify this move? Playoffs every year and a Super Bowl appearance with a win in there. Yeah. Or, or to, ju just the same thing Peyton Manning did, right. same thing John Elway did at the end of his career. Wow. When you're going to give up the draft capital they gave up, and honestly I thought it would have been a little more in terms of first-round pick commitments, but it ended up not being that. But still, you mortgaged a couple of years, and now you're on the hook financially. Yes, the cap's going to keep going up, and so it may not hurt as much. But if they're not in the playoffs every year or right there knocking on the door, I get it's hard to go every year. He went 8 out of 10 years, so 
call it 80% of the time. Every year he's healthy, he went. Yeah, and so if if they're not in the playoffs, even with Patrick Mahomes, who, by the way, still can play a little bit of football without Tyreek Hill, geez, Justin Herbert, at some point it'll get figured out there, whether it's in the Brandon Staley era or the next guy. Justin Herbert's too good. The Raiders you can't write off because of some of the pieces they have, and I like Josh right. as a play caller, although Josh the head coach. You just we'll mentioned see. a bunch of quarterbacks that Russell Wilson now has to go through. Every day. None of which year. he would have had to worry about if he had stayed here. That's right. Nobody would have had Kyler Murray. We'll see about Trey Lance. Who? Oh, Who's Who? Murray? And Are you kidding me? Matt Stafford, those his guys arm's about to fall aren't off. even in the yeah. same league no, as not, those players. Certainly not well, with Mahomes and okay, Herbert. Okay, so talk to me about the window then. How long do you think that? Because you did. You mortgaged two years of drafts, and Russ's cap hit in like three years is ridiculous. So how long is this Super Bowl window here? Well, how, how long is it? I don't know. And, and at what point? Because you saw it here after the roster transition from the Legion of Boom, from Beast Mode, and Russ is on a bigger contract. And we've seen it everywhere. Wherever there's been a huge contract, we have yet to see a right. quarterback win the Super Bowl. I think the threshold's like 14 to 17% of the cap. If it goes over that, and this is certainly, even with the cap going up, he's still going to eat up a big chunk of this salary cap. The window is certainly sooner than later, because later it becomes your Peyton Manning or Tom Brady at the end of his career in New England where you're taking less money and they're just trying to put pieces around you and you're winning 10 to 12 games on your own, which is, I think, what's hap- going to have to happen with Mahomes. But Mahomes is 25 and awesome and has eight years to get to where Russ is right now, or whatever it is. And so the the immediate window, I think, is two or three years. After that, that's fair. we'll see what they put around him, but right. it has to be now because of the finances. Yeah, right. That's fair. What do you think of, look, Here's the thing, Brandon. Brandon Cristal again from KOA Radio in Denver is with us on the air. He's in town for the Seahawks and Broncos tonight. We've been poking a little bit of fun at Russell Wilson the last couple years. You know, it's like the kingdom, right? The place was a dump, but it was our dump. And if there's anybody out there who's going to make fun of our dump, it's going to be us, right? Russell Wilson is a huge goober. We've noticed that for the last three or four years. We have a whole sound wall, by the way, uh, at our radio station dedicated says drops from Russell Wilson. It's I think he's Mr. Unlimited, right? Okay, I can give you more. That's the same guy. Yeah. That's the same guy. You on Easter weekend, your wife is really hair. That's the same guy. Welcome to my happy place. That's the same guy. So we've been doing this for the last couple <laughs> I'll of years. Play the last one. Play the last one. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is the same guy. She out here pregnant at all, trying to take a photo. That's our guy. That's your new starting quarterback. So we've, been, we've been kind of busting his balls a little bit. It's like, you know, welcome back, Cotter. You kid him a lot because you got him on the spot. Sure. Whatever. You know, he was, our, he was our goober. Have Bronco fans noticed any of that whatsoever out of him? Has that resonated yet with anybody? This guy marches to the beat of his own drummer. There, there's no doubt. What I think has helped him, and, and he admitted this because, believe it or not, they opened another retail store there in, oh, there in Colorado. So I was there, and he was just obviously throwing compliments at his wife about how she's made him cooler. And there's no question that had he have gone along without someone like Sierra in his life, he still would have been a hell of a quarterback. But the other stuff it would have been even cornier than it is. By having her sitting next to him all right. the time, Right. it kind of legitimizes him. But as somebody who certainly knows that my wife <laughs> makes me better in every aspect of my life, except for maybe fantasy football picks, uh, it it's noticeable, but... Because it's all so new and exciting, and yes. Sierra's at every yes. every training camp practice and around and at games, it hasn't worn thin yet. Sure. Uh, like if I they said, lose, if, if they, they lose, lose it'll then, wear then, thin. Then, there's no question. Can I give you an analogy? The, the, and Dick's heard this before. It's like Kip Dynamite after he met LaFonda. 
okay, is what Russell Wilson has turned into. There you go. And if he loses games and he throws interceptions and he doesn't play well, I'm telling you, the fans are going to hammer him for all of it. And, and he'll have earned that. The one thing, though, that we've seen, and while Peyton Manning had a lot of stuff going on and access to private jets, because he didn't live on social media, we didn't know where Peyton was in the spring uh, right. on a Saturday. We didn't know he was in Monaco Memorial Day weekend or at a wedding in France and then at the Grand Prix. But the one similarity is that Russ was still the first guy in the building on Tuesday morning. Right. And it, the football does not take a back seat. And, and I'll give him credit because – he obviously has some robotic qualities, and you know a lot of it's contrived, and there's that politician in that just wants to hit his talking points. The, what felt like the most sincere thing was when I asked him about prioritizing fam, because someone was asking about, will Sierra be here every day? He's like, look, you have to pick and choose. You can't make everything every. He's like, football's the main thing. My family, my faith, and then business. He's like, but if you budget your time, you can get a lot done in a day. Yeah. And I think what happens is most normal people want to just unwind and have a beer, play a video game, go to a movie. I think this dude, from the time he wakes up at 4.30 or 5, his whole day is down to the minute. Like After training camp practice, he'd come over. He's like, oh, I don't have any time left. And I'm like, for a guy that budgets his time, you spent too much time like signing autographs and talking to your wife and kids. But it, it, it's, it's interesting to see up close. And it'll be fascinating to see what happens when they don't win at whatever point that happens. Well, how about the alienation of teammates? Because he got what he wanted. So he alienated teammates. Sandoz piece was great today. I don't know if you had a chance to read it. Like, Michael Bennett's on the broadcast all of a sudden this year. Mike Robinson's on the broadcast all of a sudden this year. Richard Sherman's in the, talking to yeah. corners all of a sudden this year. Never heard from him for the last seven years. So all of a sudden this is happening. How big of a concern should that be? Because Russ certainly hasn't learned well, from it. That goes back to that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Those are all guys that were vets when he came in, and they watched him grow into this brand, right? Yeah, yeah, for lack yeah, of a yeah, better yeah, term, yeah. he showed up. It reminds me of that old Yankees uh, document or whatever it was, the TV series where Daniel Sanjaya is playing Reggie. Goes and the line was, "I'm not coming here to be a star. I'm bringing my star with me." Yep. He, they know what they get there. The, the most telling thing to me, and maybe this isn't 100% fair, but they get four tickets from Josh Kroenke to the Nuggets playoff home game, one of the home games, and they're sitting courtside next to Reggie Miller. Like That's where the seats are. Like TNT, Reggie Miller, four seats. Russ and Sierra are there. Two empty seats next to them on the other side. So they had Reggie on one side. Could have brought anybody. They obviously have a big staff. They have a bunch of teammates. Could have brought coach, GM, whatever. But then at the hockey game and the other basketball playoff game are – they were in suites with teammates and, right, and all right. their staff and people. But I don't think these teammates care that he'd rather be at dinner with the CEO yeah, of Mercedes sure. in Stuttgart. Sure. But they they also, I guess over time, like I said, it might wear thin. If they don't get invited to dinner, as long as he's throwing Cortland Sutton touchdowns, I don't think he cares. Well, I think it's different when you have an established guy with a bunch of players that only know him as that Super Bowl winner. Like, I think the reason, guys, and again, Brandon Cristal from KOA Radio in Denver is with us on the air. He's up here with the Broncos flagship uh, station. The reason why it wore thin is because those guys did not know him as that person. They knew him as the fresh-faced rookie who was a teacher's pet, maybe from the start. They felt like maybe they were more responsible for those championships and wins than he was. So I think he can get away with it you know, more now because he's already been an established guy. But what about the rest of this Bronco football team? This AFC West is no joke. 
Honestly, I mean, this is going to be a pain in the ass to win this thing, let alone get to the damn Super Bowl. What about the rest of this team? And what about tonight's game? I got a couple of bucks burning a hole in my pocket. I, I see the Hawks getting six and a half. Tell me. Well, I, I like the Broncos to win big, but it won't blow my mind if the offense struggles running the ball because they didn't run the ball very well in training camp. Now, the defense knows your plays. They were terrible against the Cowboys and Bills, all backups. Nathaniel Hackett is from the Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, and now Kyle Shanahan and Kirk. Uh, not Kirk Cousins, Kevin O'Connell. Those guys are not playing their their starters in the preseason. That's fine if you look good like the Vikings did. Not great for Green Bay, not great for the Rams, but that's what they're doing. Not great for the Niners. So we haven't seen these guys. We haven't seen Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon run the ball. And for this offense to work, they have to be able to run the ball. That is the way the offense is designed and everything off of that. I do think the passing game will be a little bit further along because... They were able to complete passes. Now, Pat Sertan is a problem, and I think he's going to follow DK Metcalf everywhere he goes. I don't know if he gave up one catch all of training, maybe one. But nonetheless, when you've got Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy with something to prove, K.J. Hamler, this other kid, Montreal Washington, the returner, is pretty electric. Alberto, as a pass-catching tight end, is dynamic. As a pass blocker, run blocker, not great. That's why he played in the preseason. But so they have these they have these weapons, and then on defense, if they have a lead, which they haven't had, Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory's playing, and so can they pin their ears back and go? They just haven't had a lead in six years. Justin Simmons, I mentioned him earlier, one of the best safeties in football. So uh, I like some of the pieces. O line. Little shaky. We'll see. Uh, Garrett Bowles obviously is there at left tackle, but we'll see. I think Rashad Penny's got to go for 100 or clo- damn near close to 100 for them to for the Seahawks to win today. Talk to me about the interior of that line and the linebackers. Are, is Seattle going to be able to run? Because Seattle, Rashad Penny was the best running back in the NFL in the last month and a half of the season last year. Yeah, it, he finally was living up to that pick. Right. And I know coming off the injury, I'm a little bummed I don't have him on any fantasy teams. I do have. Walker, and you don't think you get in the second round and not play him, but yeah. in general, it'll be interesting to see how that split works. I'm going to throw a name at you that I'm sure you guys know, but maybe everybody listening doesn't remember because he's not, he's not Nick Bosa, he's not Fred Warner, but DJ Jones has been as good a run stuffer. In fact, Pro Football Focus said he was the best run stuffer on the defensive line in football last year. Okay. The Broncos went and gave him $30 million, stole him from the Niners to do just that. As much as I love Shelby Harris, and Shelby and I do a podcast together that I hope all of the listeners here check out shell shocked we did our oh. first episode of the new season last week i've taken training camp off shelby isn't the same run stuff for dj jones but shelby's a much more dynamic playmaker great when the ball is coming out of the quarterback's hands he's maybe the best in football at tracking the ball and knocking it down he can get to the quarterback but dj jones is the best run stuffer and so i like that addition to this d line plus big mike purcell if they're out there together in short yards it'll be good but josie jewel the captain of their defense or the quarterback of their defense Calf injury pops up, so you've got Alex Singleton, who's been the Eagles' leading tackler the last two years, but supposed to be a backup. And then an unknown kind of kid, Jonas Griffith, who played a few games last year after coming over as a special teamer. So we'll see, but it won't surprise me if if Seattle picks up some chunks on the ground. All right, before you go, uh, I assume that's your wife that just sat down behind you, which, by the way, uh, you way outkicked your coverage. Oh, I know, I know. Way outkicked your coverage. Unbelievable. Yeah, but Russell Wilson makes about $50 million a year. So <laughs> well, I work I get hard, it. so you know that I, exactly. make, I make less. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Drew Locke. A lot of people are bummed out that Drew Locke wasn't given a better chance to win the starting quarterback job, including this guy. I honestly don't really care who plays quarterback for the Seahawks this year. He's already punted on the season. But I will admit that it was not a fair competition, that Geno Smith was handed the keys to the car when he showed up, you know, in July. Can Drew Locke play? 
Drew Locke has all the physical attributes you could ever like. I bet he's probably a top 10 thrower of the football in the NFL. But this is a kid who was the best basketball player and best football player in Kansas City. And I get Kansas City isn't Dallas or Miami or Chicago, but it's a big town. And he would go from the football field where he was badass to the basketball court where he was also a badass. And he's also a really good golfer. Things just come easy to him. But playing quarterback in the NFL or at a high level is more than just about being a great athlete. At some point, you have to be able to know what the defense is doing, make the right decisions, and you cannot rely on your athleticism. And too many times, the fact that he just doesn't process things quickly enough, like if you could combine him and Mac Jones, yeah. you might have the best quarterback in the NFL. So I hope Drew can figure it all out. I, I love the kid, even though he's a Missouri guy and I'm a Kansas guy. So I think you'll see him starting at some point. I just don't know if he is a down-in, down-out yeah. perennial nah. starter, which is a bummer because he's a really neat kid who yeah. can really throw the football. There's no question that he will start at some point during the year. The only question is how many. All right. Enjoy yourself. Thanks for coming over, pal. 31-13 is my prediction. There so you go. Seahawks, no right? 31-13 Seahawks. Uh, Brandon Cristal, KOA in Denver. Let's come back and talk about that prediction Sounds by good. him. We've also been asking uh, you people out there to hit the talkback button uh, on the KJR stream on the iHeart app and leave a message for Russell Wilson, whatever you want that message to be. Maybe it's a message of scorn. Maybe it's a message of support. Whatever. Maybe you want to ask for a loan. Hit the talk back, Mike, and we're going to play a few of those messages for Mr. Unlimited as he makes his return to Seattle. And don't forget, if you're listening on the AM dial, switch over to FM and do it full-time. 93.3 KJRFM. Lock it into your preset right now. Your new home for Seattle sports is 93.3 KJRFM. We're back after this. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Don't be confused. We're still your home for the Huskies, Kraken, and Seattle's best NFL coverage. It's just become more clear, crystal clear, as Seattle's only FM sports station. Sports Radio 93.3, KJR-FM. Now back to Softy and Dick. Back here at Jimmy's on first. Hanging out all night long for the Seahawks-Broncos tonight. You got the postgame show with Hugh Breedlove Millen. Yep. When the show is over, and uh, Dick wants everyone to come by here after the game, including me, and do a shot with him. 
And he says he'll have a shot for every person that comes by the postgame show. Wow. So if 75 people come by the postgame show, I hope your liver can handle that, pal. Hell of a hell of a show. All right. Hope your liver is the size of a catcher's mitt. So uh, Dick's got the postgame show. But we've been asking you guys for the past couple of days to hit the talkback icon on the iHeart stream, the KJR stream, the Sports Radio 93.3 KJR stream. Little microphone there. You can leave a message for us that we play on the air we've been doing this now for the past couple months and having some fun with it so we thought how about we leave some messages for mr unlimited how about we leave some messages for russell wilson and find out what people are thinking what their mindset is before tonight's game against the broncos russell wilson back in town Welcome to my happy place and we want to know what your message to him would be so let's get to it here now is talk back message for russell wilson number one russ we, we're always going to love you but at the end of the day, you got it twisted in your head that you're going to be some sort of prima donna pocket passer that you aren't. Your game as a quarterback is not going to age like the fine wine that is Drew Brees or that is Tom Brady. No, your your game is going to rot like a pile of Welch's grapes. And guess what? We're going to be the first to see it. So uh, welcome home. Wow. Like a pile Easter weekend, your wife would feel here braiding your hair. Jeez, that was kind of graphic. I think well, that guy has uh, got a point, though, about the pocket passer. I mean, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, because at some point, Dick Russell's going to have to be that guy. Yeah, I think there's, you know, there's three types of quarterbacks, and Russell's in the middle. Like, the one type is your pure running quarterback. You get it done with athleticism. Even though Lamar Jackson's a pretty decent thrower, I'd put yep. him in that category. Right. Lamar Jackson is the one that's going to rot like Welch's grapes when he's 33, 34 years of age. Okay. I wouldn't go that far with Russell Wilson because yep. he is so accurate. But having said that, his best things were getting out of trouble, and he is not going to be able to get out of trouble and make those plays in his 30s like he did in his 20s. All right, let's get talk back number two. Russell Wilson, I really can't believe you're coming back to Seattle in the Denver Bronco uniform. The team I despised for the longest time growing up in the 70s and 80s. Sir, it's a shame you are with them. I had a nickname for you when you played with us, and that was Houdini, because you made some amazing, magical moments. We do still appreciate what you gave us. All the best. Okay. He's not going to be booing tonight, evidently. He won't be booing. No. Let's go to talk back number three. Hit it. Russell Wilson, you're a poopy flavor lollipop. (laughs) <laughs> he will be booing. Boo! Yes, he will. Boo! Boo! <laughs> Talk back number four. Go ahead. I want to thank Russell Wilson for getting us, uh, winning us Super Bowl and getting to another one. And uh, I can't believe some of the Seahawks fans are going to boo Russell Wilson. He put you guys on the map, okay, guys, and that defense, obviously, but he did too. Now you guys will see what irrelevant means in the NFL. That's what Seahawks are going to be for a long time, and I'm bummed out because I'm a big fan. Hey, I boo that guy. I, I love, I love how he dropped in and under his breath uh, and the defense, obviously. Right? Well, like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, the question is, do they still make a Super Bowl and win a championship without Russell Wilson? I mean, 
The Ravens won one with Trent Dilfer and Tony Banks because they had maybe the greatest defense in the history of the National Football League. I mean, I'm not going to put Russell Wilson, obviously, on the level of a Trent Dilfer or Tony Banks, but I think that if there's an alternate universe where Russell Wilson's not the quarterback for the Seahawks, they go out and get somebody else. They don't just stick with what they had on that football team, whether it being Matt Flynn or Tavares Jackson or whoever. So I think that defense was so damn good that they eventually, no matter who that quarterback was, would have won a title. I hope everybody remembers that middle of that season in 2013, after a 14-9 win in St. Louis. On Monday night. On the Monday night, on the same day that they were playing the World Series in St. Louis, Seahawks Twitter was abuzz saying, Russell Wilson and this offense cannot Go to the Super Bowl. We can't score points. They had scored 13 two weeks prior. Yeah. They scored 10. The na- I mean, it was an offensive problem until very late in the season, and it really never totally got fixed. Right. The defense won the Super Bowl, and yes, you would not have won with a Geno Smith S quarterback. You would have won with a Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo S quarterback. All right. Uh, what is this? Number five, number six. I've lost track. Five. Go ahead. Russell Wilson is the suckiest suck whoever sucked. Boo has ass on Monday. Boo. Give me another one, Jackson. Here's number six. Anybody that supports Russell Wilson on Monday night needs to be escorted out of the stadium. That'd be like you or I treating an ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend to a steak and lobster dinner. Wow. Are you serious? Seattle fans, he quit us. We didn't quit him. Boo the <laughs> out of him. <laughs> what do we think the reaction's going to be? Because I know what I would do. You know what you would do. But what do we think these people are going to do? This is not New York. It's not Philadelphia. What are they going to do? What kind of greeting is he going to get? I mean, 75-25 boos. 75-25. There will, be, there will be applause. There will be smatterings. I think it will be drowned out with boos. I don't think it's going to be the lusty Alex Rodriguez no, no. ringing through the stadium yeah, agreed, boos. Agreed. But I think there will be more uh, boos than Guys, cheers. Russell Wilson is already taking the field for warmups and getting booed heavily. Good. Very good. I love it. Hey, just... Just go back to that. Can I just go back to that guy who just threw on that? Yeah, and the defense. Yeah, go ahead. Um, here's Russell Wilson in the last six, ga- seven games of the championship season. Here's how many yards he threw for: 178, 193, 89, 158, 103, yeah. 193, yeah. and 206. Well, it was all about the defense. It was about the defense first, second, third, and then everything else. You want to put Marshawn fourth, and then put Russell Wilson seventh. That's fine. But they won that championship because of the LOB. Uh, there's no question about that. All right, let's get to number seven, eight, whatever. Go ahead. I'm talking to you from the land down under, hey. Sydney, Australia. My message to Russ, I hope you get booed all night long. And, buddy, you might have a new catchphrase, let's ride. But after the Seahawks beat you tonight, you can get on that horse and ride yourself all the way back to Denver. <laughs> My question is this. If he does eventually come back again, 
which I think he will, right? The Broncos will be here sooner or later. During Sometime during that massive long exactly. career. Do we contract? keep this thing going for Russell Wilson? Is this a one-time thing with Russell Wilson? I mean, in some ways, look, obviously it's fun to do it one time. The fans come together. The stands come together like A-Rod. And then it gets to a point where you don't even know why you're doing it for crying out loud. That's right. That's so right. maybe this will just be our thing with Russell. And you know what? Hell, maybe when the guy comes back and goes to the ring of honor, people will boo him just to bust his chops, but do it with a smile on his face. Like, remember when Mike Holmgren took his victory lap after that? Was it the Jet game? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, throw the snowballs And, and they're him? throwing stuff at him. They were throwing stuff at him, but it was out of love, if that makes any sense. Nobody was throwing snowballs at Mike Holmgren because they hated his guts. That's right. We know that. We know that. All right. Talk back number nine, ten, whatever. Go ahead. Russ, welcome back to Seattle. We are so grateful for everything you've done for us. You brought us a Super Bowl championship when no one else could, and you kept us in the upper echelon of the league for a decade. For that, we honor you, we love you, and now we're going to kill you. There you go. boy. No! That's the way you do it. That's the way you do it. You say, hey, you were great. We loved you for ten years. You were kind of a goober, whatever. We made fun of you, but you were our goober. You were the greatest quarterback in franchise history, but up yours. And we'll see you back here when you get your number retired or you go to the Ring of Honor in 2030. This is fine. the one and only totally opportunity. Fine. I think this is the one and only opportunity where you lustily boo Russ. I mean, he's not going to come back for what, six years? Right, right. I mean, yep. you're not going to boo Russ when he's 39 years old. He huh. might not even be den- in Denver when he, the next time he comes back. It's here. funny hearing Brandon Cristal talk about what it makes this a success from their perspective. He says they have to be in the playoffs every year, and he has to win a championship. I don't know if I see Denver being in the playoffs every year no. with how deep the AFC is. I don't know if I see Denver being in the playoffs this year. I agree with you. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure I mean, if I see them even coming out of the West with I mean, a this is, 500 record. This is the time, right? The, whatever percentage chance the Broncos make the playoffs with Russell Wilson as a quarterback, yeah. would you agree that that percentage declines every each year. and every yes. single year? Yes. So this is his best chance, yeah. and I see them as maybe the third best team in their division. Well, I think I think they're third behind the Chargers and Chiefs for right now. Uh, I don't know how good the Raiders are going to be, obviously, but I agree with that. You know, look, they've got the Texans next week and the Niners the week after that, both at home. So they win tonight. They could easily be a 3-0 football team. Um, there's no doubt, though, that if Russell Wilson really fancies himself as a multiple-time champion, the odds of that happening would have been better off if he had stayed in Seattle with the Seahawks. All right, let's get to talk back number 11, 12, 13, whatever. Go ahead. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Russell Wilson sucks, and so does Mr. Unlimited, too. Wow. Boo! <laughs> Boo! All right, we got time for one more. Yeah. Go ahead, one more. Your Here. ass is grass, Russ. No. It's quick. To no. the point. Good more. No. All right, one more. This is the day we've been waiting for all year to knock those little lace panties off that diva called Russell Wilson. Jamal Adams is going to be coming in on delayed blitzes. He'll be knocking him to the ground and whispering in Russell's ears, God is good. The only thing <laughs> Russell will be saying is let's get the hell out of here (laughs) i would love to see jordan brooks jamal adams somebody just come off the edge and plant their helmet right into his rib cage and bust him in half 
But I want to see that for every quarterback that faces the Seahawks, so it's nothing really different for me. I just want to see one of those blind sides that everybody sees coming except for Russell Wilson. Yeah. And the stadium just begins to oh, yeah. start to oh, grow yeah. and grow yeah. and grow, yeah. and he is just planted. What is a, what, what gets the better reaction? He gets hit from his blind side, fumbles, the Seahawks pick it up and score, or a pick six for a touchdown to start the game. What gets the bigger reaction Ooh. for the fans? I'm going to take the sack fumble. I, I think you're right. I'm going to take the sack fumble. I think fumble. you're right. All right, let's do one more. One more message. One more for Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. What do you got? Hey, Russell, why don't you jump up on your donkey and let's ride, you jackass. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> That's a great one to end on. All right, we'll get a break. We're going to come back. We're going to hear from Mike Holmgren, Aaron Levine, get their thoughts on this Seahawks season as well at 5 o'clock tonight right here on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Thanks for making the switch to FM with us. Seattle's only FM sports station is spreading our wings. Sports Radio 93.3 KJR-FM. Now back to Softy and Dick. All right, we're back here at Jimmy's on first. We're going to get the inaugural for 2022 edition of the Dixon Percentage Index. I mean, why rely on Vegas when you can rely on the mind of an 11-year-old kid, right, to give you a prediction for the Seahawks game tonight? We'll do that in a matter of seconds. But right now, what do you say we go across the street? Our own, our own Ian Furness is inside the building and can give us, Ian, if you can, a quick update, a quick report on what the atmosphere was like when Mr. Unlimited walked into that stadium tonight. Go ahead. Well, when he was out for early warm-ups, it was kind of hard to tell, but he goes back in, they come out about a half hour ago, and, you know, in full uniform, and when he came out of the tunnel, there was absolutely no doubt whatsoever what the majority of the fans here thought, and it was not very good. They were booing, uh, cheering, it was a unfriendly welcome, and that is being kind, to be honest with you, man. There was no doubt about what they felt like. I love it. All right, listen, man, appreciate that. I'm curious to see and hear what the crowd is like on that very first drive. You know me, Dick. I like to grab my phone and record the fan reaction yes. during the very yes. first drive of the it's game. So we'll do that and get that on the air tomorrow and give you a sample of what it was like to be in the stadium for that first Bronco drive of the game. But appreciate Furness jumping on for a quick thought. And it sounds like most of the fans in the stadium kind of feel like us. Hey, there's a time and place to kiss his rump, and tonight's not that night. I think it's fantastic. I think uh, fans in this city get accused of being soft, and we've probably been uh, directing that to, towards them in certain, certain instances. This yeah. Is not going to be one of them. They're going to be hardcore in that building. Let's hope yeah. they help the uh, Seahawks get a win. Get after Boo! it. Get after it. Boo! Get after it. Boo! All right, it's time for the first time in 2022 for the DPI, the Dixon Percentage Index. All right, and you know I got Wally Pitt, so I don't even participate in this anymore. This wow. is all about Aubrey Frain doing it, so hit it, Jackson. I'm Aubrey with the DPI, and we're here with Dixon. Who do we have this week? We have the Denver Broncos. The big story is the return of Russell Wilson. How do you think he should be greeted? 
I think he's. there's going to be a lot of fans that will boo him, but there are also going to be some fans that will cheer him because of his legacy at Seattle. What would you do if you were in the stadium? I'd just sit there. I, I wouldn't really want to cause any problems. Who's starting at quarterback for the Seahawks? Uh, it's Geno Smith starting at quarterback. How does he look when he's played? He's looked not very good. What's wrong with him? He doesn't take any chances at all. He doesn't throw downfield at all. That's his problem. A lot of fans think the Seahawks are going to be terrible this year. What do you think? I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but I do think because of the position at quarterback, but I do think we have a good enough defense that we can stay in games and we'll probably lose those games because of Geno Smith, but we will be contenders in a lot of games. Okay, it's time for the DPI. What is your percentage that the Seahawks win? I think the Seahawks have a 44% chance of winning. Will it be a close game at the end? Yes, I think it will be a close game at the end. What is the Seahawks' final record this year, and we're holding you to it? I think they're going to go 6-11 and 11 this year. But that's terrible. Yeah, well, we have Geno Smith at quarterback, so what can you say? Go Seahawks! Oh, man, he left no uncertain terms what he thinks of the starting quarterback oh, yeah. of the Seattle well, I'm sure Seahawks. He's, I'm sure he's influenced by his father, by yeah, the way, maybe. on that maybe. one. But I, th- I think Aubrey, if Aubrey's going to do this, which I'm totally okay with, by yes. the way, if Aubrey's going to do this, I think she has to ask the same question every single week. You think we're going to win? Okay, Just, we, can, we can get her to do that. She, are, are, are we going to win the damn game? You, no, and here's why. 44% chance of this is money line. This is not the spread. This is, money this is just nine, yes. simply put yep. winning out. So if you want to put your money on the Seahawks, Dixon says there's a 56% chance you're well, going to lose which it Which I think he would say that then uh, that the plus six and a half looking good. I mean, right. if he thinks that there's a 44% chance, and I'm with him. I mean, I bet the Seahawks in this game. I bet the Seahawks. I think it's going to be a good game. I think the defense rises up. I think it's a low-ish scoring game, yeah. but the Seahawks are still in going into the fourth quarter. I am not buying into this 31-13 Brandon Cristal crap that he threw on the, uh, the radio station an hour ago. Well, I will tell you this, though, and I appreciate that out of you because you've been uh, holding fast with that prediction, excuse me, <clears throat> the entire week that it's going to be a close game. But I just saw a tweet from Greg Bell, and this is the reaction I had. Okay. Uh-oh. Here's why I had that reaction. All right, because all right. Tariq Woolen... And Mike Jackson Oof. are your two starting corners Oof. in pregame warm-ups for the Seahawks tonight. Now, Tariq Woolen at times has looked okay, yeah. but that's preseason. He'll get killed once tonight. At There's times, no he's question also about looked it. horrible out there. This is a guy that Hugh Millen said was the least prepared player the Seahawks have ever drafted in the Pete Carroll-John Schneider era. So if I'm Russell Wilson... And I look across the field and I see those guys. Yes! Okay? Yes! But if I'm a Seahawks fan and I see those guys, yeah, that's a little fair. bit of a different story. That's the number one. That is the number one concern. There's no question about it. Keep it in front of you, Tariq. Don't get beat for the touchdowns. Keep it in front of you and see if the defense can hold yeah. in the red zone like they were so good last right, year doing. Right. Well, he's going to come out cooking. I mean, there's no reason for Nathaniel Hackett to not let Russell Wilson come out here and do a little cooking. But like we said, in games with the Seahawks where Russell Wilson threw the ball 40 times or more, that happened 17 times. He was 4-13. and 13. They just do not win those games. Now, that may have been because in those games the Seahawks did not have the defense 
to hold up that kind of a pace. I'd have to go back and look and see when those games were played. But Nathaniel Hackett, the new coach of the Broncos, has made it crystal freaking clear he's going to let Russ cook. Yes, he's he going is. to let Russ have a great amount of influence over what they do offensively, and he's not going to stand in his way. And look, for a first-year head coach, kind of a smart move. You're a first-year guy. You've done nothing. Here's an established Pro Bowl, maybe Hall of Fame player. It might be wise for him to let Russell Wilson kind of call the shots for a while on offense. We're going to break. Mike Holmgren, Aaron Levine, coming up next on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM.